Hala! It is day three of the four-tier success framework series here on the podcast, and I am loving it. You just so happen to be loving it as well. We have a lot of downloads on this series already, which absolutely lights me up and excites me, and I think today is going to be even better. Like, this is the topic that you guys keep saying, oh my gosh, how in the world? There's so many memes. There's so many like running jokes. This is what you guys struggle with. Like, I mean, I know that we all struggle with all the things, right? That's literally what this podcast is about. But there was a poll that went down inside of my Facebook group. And I asked like, hey, what is the thing that like keeps you hung up? And even my Academy members most of them do a great job. Some of them struggle. They struggle to get the content in. They struggled to get on board. And I've asked them what's going on. And every single one of them have said, my house. It's my house. My house is a cluttered mess. I'm living in what looks like a bomb went off. I can't, my my dishes. There's dishes all the time. There's laundry all the time. There's stuff on the stairs. There's stuff down the hallway. There's stuff everywhere. You open up the cupboards, you open up the drawers, you open up the closets, you open up the toy bins. There's literally just stuff everywhere. And let's not even get started on the garage and the backyard and the linen closet and the coat closet. Like I know, I know that this is a hard topic, but that is why you need to tune in. This is going to be so deep, so juicy. I'm going to be sharing all of it in today's episode. So let's go ahead and dive in. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock-solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. The title of today's episode is, Is Your Home Suffocating You? (laughs) Because it is sucking the life out of you. Not only is it sucking the life out of you, but your house is sucking all of your time away from you. All of it. If you think about, like, this is such a funny analogy. You guys are going to totally laugh at me. If you think about a beach ball, right? that keeps going flat and you can't figure out why it keeps deflating. Like, okay, clearly there's a big old hole right there. So let me put some tape on that bad boy. And you feel like you've figured out why it's deflating. But for some reason, it just keeps going flat and you can't keep the air in it. So what do you do? what do I do? Some of you might just get a new beach ball. But unfortunately, when we use this comparison of our motherhood and juggling all the things, we just can't get a new one, right? And we don't want to. We love this beach ball, but we just need it to stay a beach ball. So you take it and you put it in the pool, you air it up, 
and you put it under the water and you get your cute little goggles on and your fancy little swimsuit and you look at it underneath you underneath the water and you find out where are the leaks where are the leaks that is what the academy is designed to do and this is one of those leaks that I don't think you guys understand is absolutely crushing your productivity it's crushing your emotional and mental health it's crushing your physical spirit. It's crushing your ability to produce in your business to be a good mom. It is stealing your time. I know. I told you this episode is everything. Your home is your safe haven. It's your place of rejuvenation. It's where we create space for playing, for learning, for working, for cooking, for resting, recharging, bonding, and living. And now, more than ever in the history of our entire lives, more than ever, we are spending our lives inside of our homes. We have just gone through 9, 10, 11, 12, almost 12 months, not quite yet, of a global pandemic and mass quarantining We are in our houses all the time, and you probably feel it now more than ever, especially if you're trying to homeschool your kiddos, especially if they're learning from home, especially if you're working from home. And even if we go back to the days when things were in air quotes normal, raising children and shuffling kids to and fro to their sports activities and their academic meetings and all the things with an unorganized and cluttered and dirty home is frustrating. It's defeating and it is a problem. So this episode today is going to teach you what you can do about it. I really want you to know how to declutter and deep clean in your in your house. This this whole notion that I carried around for a long time and, and you probably are carrying around in your mind about how to keep house is very antiquated. We are modern women. We are modern homemakers. We are earning money. We are doing things much differently than any other generation of women has ever, ever done. And that means there are other things that needs to change in your home too, like how you care for it. That is something that I have never been afraid to open my mouth and talk about. <laughs> and I'm I'm going to open my mouth. I'm going to talk about it here on the podcast because that's what this is about. So I'm going to give this to you not as a professional organizer because I am not a professional organizer. There are some women that do this professionally and that's cool. Um, but we are not professional organizers and that should never, ever stop you from having a decluttered, organized home. And we're also not professional cleaners. That also should never keep you from having a clean and tidy home ever. There are so few little teeny tiny simple things that you need to adjust to make this a reality for you. Okay. Before I go into how you can declutter, organize, clean, and tidy your house, I want to talk to you a little bit about my philosophy in general and how I come up with these things. Inside of the academy, I teach what I call my FSU philosophy, and the FSU stands for Functional, Simple, and Uniform. 
Now, I've been obsessed with Marie Kondo forever and Martha Stewart before she was everything that she is now. Um, Obviously, you guys know that I'm obsessed with Joanna Gaines. And there's an interesting thread between all of them and, and realistically between any professional organizer. I know that there's this thing in the world called home edit, but I, I really truly don't watch television. Um, I would rather read books for the most part, um, and watch documentaries. Sometimes we watch TV, but I really have not gotten into like the depths of all of that because it's just another addiction for me that I have to curb. Uh, and I've been pouring into my students and this podcast instead of getting uh, <laughs> five miles deep inside that rabbit hole. But I have scratched the surface with it and it's beautiful and wonderful. And I have realized that from my own lens and my own philosophy, there is a common thread between all of us women. I'm going to lump me in. I'm going to be that bold and courageous and lump myself in from my closet in the category of all of the women that I just announced, Martha Stewart and Marie Kondo and all of those women, right? Because we love simplicity and functionality and things being uniform. And I have found those words to be really impactful and meaningful to me. I have ventured into this world, my into my FSU philosophy, as the first generation and really the black sheep of my entire family on both sides. I'd say my dad is somewhat minimal in ways, but definitely on my mom's side of the family for many generations, um, and even like my brother and lots of members of my family, they're not hoarders at all. But they like to keep things. They have emotional and sentimental attachments to things. And I just never really lived that way. I liked getting rid of the things that I didn't use. And it's been an interesting journey for me. And I know that a lot of you will relate to this when you start to make this shift into applying the FSU philosophy into your own home where you don't know how to tell people, no, thanks. We don't want Christmas presents or birthday presents. Like my kids have everything that they need. They have everything that they need, truly. And we don't need anything else. They don't need anything else. And that was a really hard thing. And then also just gifting people, bringing things to my house and, hey, we don't, I'm not using this thing anymore, but it's been in the family for 12,000, 6 million, billion, trillion years. Do you want an entire truckload of this family's things. That's been hard for me to say no to. I do have things that have been in my family for many generations, but I don't have all of them. I don't. And that is something that I've been guilted for for a long time. But I have a box of things that I keep that are sentimental to me. And I have like this old salt bowl that I keep on my counter that my great grandparents used, or maybe it was like my great, great grandparents. I need to ask my grandma for the story again and tape it to the bottom of the bowl. So I always remember, um, on the underneath side of the bowl. So I remember I use it and I love it and it brings me great joy whenever I use it. And that is Marie Kondo's big question that she always makes people ask they, she literally has people touch everything, every single item, and she has them asked as a spark joy. And I've realized like when things don't bring me joy, there's a problem with it being in my house because when I look at it, I feel frustrated and I'm trying to weed my heart and my mind at every point in every moment of my day 
of any kind of negative thought processes. Like I want my brain to be functioning in a space of gratitude as often as possible. So the point of all of this is to say it doesn't matter if you are the first person or the only person in your home, in your community, in your family, in generations of people to want to downsize, to want to live in a more minimal approach and really starts to foster this FSU philosophy, which let me go into that because the only, the only person that it really matters to is you and your family. I'm going to go a little bit deeper into the FSU philosophy when it comes to um, decluttering, but I just wanted to give you a big picture. I'm going to be talking about decluttering, organizing, cleaning, and tidying. All right, so let's jump into decluttering and what you can do to give yourself the freedom that you need inside your home when it comes to the clutter. So I have a system that I created that I use for every single space in my house. And I know it can seem very overwhelming. When you start looking at here, I'm going to overwhelm you for a second, from not only just your closets, like if you think about actually organizing every item that you you own inside your closet, let alone your husband and all of your children, that right there, trying to find time to do that is like, what in the world? Now let's add on the pantry, the garage, the linen closet, your makeup drawer underneath every single sink in the house, every kitchen cupboard, every kitchen drawer, your refrigerator. Like it never ends because we are consumers. We buy so many things. We live in a constant state of gluttony. We always want more. And this this philosophy, the FSU philosophy, is really what helps me curtail that when I go into Target and I'm like, oh my gosh, this makes me feel amazing. Well, is it functional? Is it simple? And is it uniform? Does it fit with all the other things in my house? Does this have a purpose? Does this make my life more functional? Does it help make my life more simple? If the answer is no, you don't need to buy it. And if the answer is no, it shouldn't be in my house. Like if you have something in your house that just isn't working, get rid of it. All of the clothes that you have in your closet, you guys know I'm such a huge advocate of capsule wardrobes and this is why. Because it does not make it more functional for you to get dressed every day with all those clothes in your closet. It actually makes it more complicated because now you have to go through a bazillion t-shirts to try and find the right one and you have to wash a bazillion tops, bottoms, all of the laundry has to be washed instead of just a little bit because you have too many clothes. Same thing with your shoes. And it's not more simple. It doesn't simplify your closet. It doesn't simplify getting dressed. It doesn't make it easier or more simple for you to be, feel good in, in the clothes that you're wearing, to, to feel good in your own skin. Like that does not make it more simple. Get rid of it. And the likelihood that it makes it more uniform, it's probably some like one-off shirt that does not fit in with your wardrobe at all. It's random. Get rid of it. And that's what we do in in the academy. I have this like mind-blowing workbook. It is absolutely so fun. I had a blast creating it. It's called Escape Your Clutter and Live Mess Free. And 
there is a worksheet for every single every single space in your house and it helps you to identify what your goals are for this space what is one thing you could do to make it more functional more simple more unified I have a section in there of everything that I recommend to have in that space and what I do have in my own space to make it more functional simple and uniform functional simple and uniform and so this is something that you can do on your own too is sit down and first of all identify every single space in your home and how like which are the worst ones which ones are causing you the most problems and and where you need to begin on this and start making goals for that space and how you can make it more functional and more simple and more uniform Um, and here are some of the other tips that I want you to write down right now to be able to declutter your house okay the first one it's something that I absolutely love is I have a Goodwill bin in multiple areas of my home. So I have one upstairs, one downstairs, and one in the garage. And so anytime we pick up something and we go to put it away, but we know that it's not going to adhere to the FSU philosophy, we just dump it in the bin. And, and that bin fills up all the time. Our goal in this house is to be getting rid of more things than we are bringing into the home so that we can begin to tip the scale in the other direction and truly start living in a more minimalist approach. Here's the other thing is make time for decluttering. So what I do to keep my house decluttered is I assess each space regularly. And there is a rhythm that happens in my home and that should be happening in your home. And if you have interfered with that rhythm either out of laziness or overwhelm or paralysis of the analysis whatever it might be you'll know that that rhythm has been disrupted because things will start spewing out of drawers and you won't be able to shut them when you open up cabinets bottles will fall out these types of things let you know where your rhythm is being disrupted and that it's time to do a little bit of decluttering and Some of the rhythms that we have in my house look like, for example, the girls' bedrooms. They typically get assessed and decluttered twice a year, and it's right around Christmas and right around their birthdays. That is when we get an influx of items coming in, and the rule for my girls, this is how I teach them, well, really in the entire house, everything has to have a home, and if the toy doesn't have a home, like just sitting up against the wall is not a home. It needs to have a space where it lives, unless it's like her dollhouse obviously sits up against the wall because it's pretty big. But even then, like there needs to be space on the wall for that to happen. We don't, I don't want to live in a house where there are things touching each other on every wall around the entire house. That makes it hard for me to clean. That makes it hard for me to breathe. Um, that does not make life more simple for me. So that is a time when we go through and we assess and we declutter their bedrooms. And we just did it for Christmas. We'll do it again around uh, birthday time for the girls. Another rhythm that I have is for decluttering is my closet and all of the closets. So the girls, you guys know with kids, they outgrow clothes so quickly. So when a new season comes for the girls, for us, it's only like twice a year um sometimes three times a year but most of the time I can get through not having to weed through their clothes but every like six months 
and may it be growth spurts or the seasons changing, we typically go through all their clothes and we purge them and then we put the new bigger ones in. And for me, in my closet, my husband's not quite yet on board with this yet, but after five years of being married, he's come a long way, a long way. And at some point, I'll get him to to pare down his items and create more of a capsule effect. He's getting there, uh, but it's just not as important to him as it is to me. So he has his own space in the closet that he can do what he wants with. But um, for me, I do this decluttering every six months when the seasons change. Uh, I swap from my cold weather clothes into my warm weather clothes. I keep the season that I'm currently not using in baskets or bins up above on the top shelf and then I only have the current season in my drawers and in hanging in my closet. There uh, are these these rhythms happen all over your entire house. There's another one in our garage. Typically when the seasons change that's when we kind of go through and declutter that because we have a specific station in our garage for like outdoor play and so when we take the FSU philosophy and we apply it onto the garage we want that space to be functional simple and uniform. And so one thing that creates more functionality and more function in our garage is to have stations. And this is what allows us to get all of our outdoor equipment, things that we want to play with as a family in one specific area. I keep them in totes and bags that fit inside of this like really cool container that I have in the back of my car. And you just pull the bag out and the container it's, it's like this like long, like caddy-like thing. And it has four compartments with bags. And so we keep like softball stuff in one and we keep, keep kickballs in the other one. And then we have all their bike helmets and gears and stuff in the other bag. And in this station specifically, that changes from season to season, right? And so that is another rhythm that we have. And then we are bad. We are really bad at keeping up with that rhythm. Um, the garage is is this place that really only my car goes in, in and out of. And we live in a townhome. And truly, we have too many things in our garage. We just don't aim to live in this space for a long time. Blaine has a lot of equipment and different tools and stuff that he brought here from his three-car garage on his ginormous property in the middle of Farmville in Ohio. And he had to get rid of so much. So what he still has but can't really use is in the garage. And we just, we have not made it, um, we've not made it a priority. And that is the other thing that I had talked about, making time for decluttering. And we have made time to what we call my side of the garage, uh, made time to declutter that, but Blaine's side of the garage, we haven't made time to do. And we're really, really blousy at that rhythm in our garage. It gets decluttered often. And then we're like, ah, so creating a system is something that I've been working on. Our laundry room is also out in the garage. And that's another thing that gets backed up because it's out of sight, out of mind. And so I've just recently started creating systems for keeping the laundry room clean and how to rotate through those as well. So as you can see, even though I teach systems and I'm super organized with all this kind of stuff, it it doesn't matter who you are, if you're a professional or if you're not, if you teach it inside of an academy or not, 
you have to make time for this stuff. And if you don't make time for it, that's when it becomes a problem. These rhythms will naturally happen. And so the first thing that you need to do is recognize the rhythm. Then you need to go in and declutter. And then let's move on, Chelsea Joe, to number two, which is keeping an organized house. So once you've decluttered it, then you can also use the FSU philosophy. This is when the U really comes into play. When you start making everything uniform, get the same color bins, get the same color baskets, get things grouped together in like groups and situate them in a way that is functional. So if you have little kiddos, put all of their things down low so that they can reach them. Rearrange your house so that it fits the functionality of having young children. Now that Frankie's a little bit older and she's starting to cook a bit, I'm moving the things that she can cook with onto shelves that she can cook with so she can get them without climbing onto countertops. Really, when it comes to organizing, there there shouldn't be any pressure in your mind to do it the right way. Here's where it started for me the dollar store. And it's still kind of at the dollar store. (laughs) You don't need to search on Pinterest for hours. You don't need to waste your time doing that. Take all of your stuff now that you've decluttered and group them into like categories. Find a container that fits in that space. Clean your space all out. Find a container that fits in that space and then start putting your like items inside of those containers. Your big drawers should have dividers in there truly being organized just means that like items are with like items. If you want to get fancy, make them clear, label them. Labeling is really key for maintaining your organization so that you know where you put things after you've organized them. But honestly, I'm not the the way that I organized the first time I moved into my house has had like six iterations since then because seasons change. Like I just mentioned, Frankie needs things in different spaces now. So how I organized it last year is not going to work for us this year. So I'm going to move a few things around. And when we had another kiddo and had Bailey May, I had more stuff to put in there. So I had to reorganize things then. And I just reorganized my pantry, which it looks amazing. I recorded this incredible video to put inside of the academy to show them like step-by-step everything. And I had so much fun doing it. It's the first time that I've actually gotten my pantry down to this level of like minimal and pretty before, but it didn't, it didn't start that way on my very first try. I used to use cardboard boxes for everything. You do not have to have a ton of money to organize your house. It doesn't have to look pretty. Please do not let the stupid Pinterest pictures of what an organized pantry and kitchen look like or bedroom or closet or any of that deter you from trying. Cut up cardboard and tape them inside from like if you have a drawer and you open it on the left side to the right side, cut a piece of cardboard that fits that entire way and then tape them from the cardboard to the drawer on both sides. And there you've just created a divider for yourself. Or go to the dollar store and get little bins. It's not that complicated and it doesn't have to be expensive. Okay, let's dive into the third portion of of making sure that you can care for your home, which is the cleaning section, right? So episode 64 and episode 61, write that down, 64 and 61. They are going to go way deeper into this subject than I'm going to go into it today. But what I do want you to walk away with right now is make it simple. I have two, well, three, but I have two cleaning products. The third one is window cleaner, right? 
two main cleaning products. That is it. Everything gets cleaned in my house. Like I'm talking deep cleaned, ladies. Cleaned with the same two products. I have a multi-purpose cleaner, which I use the Young Living Thieves brand, and I am not a distributor, but my gal is absolutely amazing. And it works for everything. And then I have a soft scrub that I make out of my thieves cleaner. <laughs> but I, I put it with an actual porous. You can use baking soda, uh, but I get this this like, it's like a soft scrub cleaner from Sprouts, which is a natural grocery store. And it has um, mint essential oil in it, peppermint essential oil in it, and then just like ground up uh, like porous. It's kind of like baking soda. I forget what it's called. Anyway, I mix that with my thieves cleaner. I keep it in a container. I clean everything with it. I clean my toilets. I clean my shower. I clean my sinks. I clean everything, everything with it, everything, bathtubs, all of it. Okay. And it makes it super, super, super simple. Now, the only way that you're going to be able to keep your house clean is if it's not cluttered. So that I've gone, I'm going through this list strategically, you guys, you've got to declutter, then you can organize, and then you can deep clean your house. Here's the other thing that you need to do to make it simple. You need to set yourself up with a cleaning rotation. Episode 64 and 61, 64 specifically, we'll talk about this. But I clean my house in zones. I get them on the calendar. I clean each zone once a week, sometimes more if it needs it. And then I just do like a surface wipe in between. So I don't have too long in between deep cleans without maintaining that space. That is it. You do not need to be a professional to deep clean your house. This zone cleaning is everything. Now, if you have the potentials to outsource, which I'm going to talk about that at the end, kudos to you. But if you don't, no fear, friend. You can absolutely keep your house deep cleaned if you use this cleaning rotation. Okay. All right. Last one that I want to talk about is the tidy step. Oh, all right. This is a tough one. A lot of you, this comes down to your time management, hands down. This is what this is. I've coached a lot of moms that have a hard time keeping their house clean and tidy. Let me let me rephrase that. Keeping their house tidy throughout the day. And then at the end of the day, they feel like they're picking up their house by themselves. And that's the last thing that I want to encourage. So what I want you to do instead is create a tidy routine. And the way that you do this is to figure out, so write down on a piece of paper, if you're struggling with this specifically, I want you to really dive into this as your takeaway from this episode. You need to look throughout your day, what is the trigger? What is causing that space to be untidy? So use your bathroom vanity, for example. If you come into your bathroom vanity at the end of the day and there's like makeup, bobby pins, your curling iron, your lip gloss, your toothbrush, your toothpaste, your dental floss picks, everything is still out on a counter, then you need to look at when did that start? What was the start of that? Well, it's probably when you get ready in the morning and you need to look at the time management around that. Here's what I teach. Every single transition out of one specific routine or time block should be left with enough time to tidy 
before you go into the next one. And you have to teach yourself this as much as you have to teach your children. I was horrible at this all my life, all my life. And my husband is a tidy person and it's been important for me to learn that. And I want my kids to be tidy because I don't want to clean up after them all day. So that means that I have to be better about it too. So when I tell myself, Chelsea, you need to be ready to go by noon, that actually means I need to be ready by 1150. And I have to tell my brain to bring it back 10 minutes so that I have time to clean up before noon. Because I know you, because I know me, you actually think you have 10 more minutes to put your makeup on when you don't. You need those 10 minutes to clean up your bathroom. That goes for cooking. That goes for playing with your kids. That goes for getting out your craft project. That goes for getting out your Etsy shop stuff that now you have to package it all up. That goes for all of your orders. If you're sending out orders to people, that goes for everything that you do. Everything, even your kids. When my kids have free play, this is for little kids. You should start this when they're little. If they're older and you never did it, teach it to them now. Just like you're going to teach yourself now, right? Before they stop playing with or when they're done with all the Play-Doh and they're bored with it and they're ready to move on to the next thing, guess what mom sees out of the corner of their eye? Tidy cue. It's time to tidy up. They don't want to do it. That's okay. Mom will help. You go over. You show them. This is how we do it. If they're going to sit and pout the whole time, I'm sorry that you don't feel like cleaning up right now. It's going to be so fun when all this is cleaned up so we can play with insert the thing they wanted to play with. Oh, you want to go and you want to play puzzles now? That's going to be so much fun. As soon as we get done cleaning up Play-Doh, I would love for you to be able to play puzzles. We need to clean up Play-Doh so that we can play puzzles. And it's always about this thing that we need to get done so that we can do the next thing. And you need to train your brain to do the same thing. If you can start implementing that, your house will be tidy all day long. Mm, It's good. It works. It's so good, you guys. If you want a deeper resource on this, you can go way back, taking it back to episode 15, and that will help you with keeping a tidy house. I go a little bit deeper into that. Okay. I have given you all the stuff, like a lot in this episode. So chunk it down, Pick which one of these four portions of working on your home are hardest for you. Is it the clutter? Is it getting organized with what you do have? Is it deep cleaning? Or is it just maintaining and keeping tidy throughout the whole week or throughout the whole day? And um, figure out what you need to focus on the most. I would love to hear about it over inside the Facebook group. And I also know that there are some of you that are super, super ready to get this done. Like you want to make changes in order to fully manage your home, plus your motherhood and your business with zero leaks, right? Like you want the beach ball that you can just like bounce around. Life can happen. Fun can happen. Ups and downs and all the things. And it doesn't deflate. It doesn't deflate, but you need another pair of eyes. You just need the pool to put the ball in so that you could figure out where the leaks are, right? Like you truly want to get into the details and figure out where you're losing time and get efficient. Have that massive efficiency and peace in all of the roles and the things, the responsibilities 
that you are doing. And some of you have already signed up for the workshop, but I know you are listening and have not signed up for the workshop. So please go over to chelseajoe.co backslash workshop and get signed up right away. You do have to save your seat. There's only three days left. It's this Wednesday at 1030 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So if you are looking to do your best work, like when you think of who you are and the best work that you could possibly do, when you go to bed at night and say, wow, today was a success. I did my very best with everything that came at me. I did my very best, not only in your home, but also in your business. Then get your booty to the workshop. But for those of you that are like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I think I just don't know if I'm ready. Come, come to the workshop anyway and learn, sit on it. There's no pressure to be anything other than what you're ready to be right now. But there is pressure for you to learn. The only thing that is stopping you from getting to that next level of what you want to do is learning. That's all this is. That's it. I want you to come and I want you to learn. This is a community where we learn, support, and grow. And one day you're going to look back on where you are right now and say, I'm ready. I will be there for you. This community will be there for you. The academy will be there for you whenever you're ready. If you are unsure, if you really want to dive deep and make the commitments to get out of the crazy overwhelm and anxiety and frustration and mess that you're living in. If you're unsure if you're ready, sign up for the workshop anyway. Get access to the replay. If you can't show up live, chelseajoe.co backslash workshop. Sign up. Come get the details. And just know, no matter where you are, You're going to walk away from this workshop being able to never again make the three worst mistakes that are crushing your productivity because you're making them right now. I know you are because I was too, 100%. You're also going to be able to find the time that you need to run your business successfully and your home the way that you want to. I'm diving into it inside of the workshop also you're going to walk away with knowing the number one thing that you need to do to stop feeling pulled in all directions. That's it. Super straightforward. I cannot wait to see you there. One more day left of this four podcast episode series on my four tier success framework. Thank you for being here. As always, it's been so much fun for me to hang out with you behind the mic and I will catch you over inside of the Facebook group. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.